Hello and welcome to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. I'm Beck and I'm Amy and we're your hosts, creators of the Cultivate Beauty blog and the Get Glowing online course. We believe that beauty starts with inner health, the kinds of foods we put into our bodies as well as our mindset and daily habits. On this podcast, we're here to chat with you about natural health, well-being, lifestyle and everything in between. And now on to today's episode. And welcome back to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. This is Amy speaking. And I'm here as well, Beck. <laughs> and today we have an episode all about collagen peptides. So we get a lot of questions about collagen in general. It's kind of like all the rage at the moment. Everybody is using collagen peptides. So we're going to break it down today. Yeah. So all the benefits of taking collagen uh, as a regular kind of thing, because there are a lot of benefits actually, and it's quite like inspiring once you read about it all yeah I've actually just spent the past little bit just researching just sit to see like what research is actually available mm. on collagen peptides and kind of like refresh mm. the old memory because mm. I think sometimes Amy and I like we research things like collagen and go like yes we want to take this and then you take it and, and then, then you like, can't remember why <laughs> yeah months later you're like I can't actually remember why I'm doing this so it's kind of like, like other than like vague like we know the benefits but not like the technicalities and the research. Yeah. So we're going to be diving into that today. And that's Bonnie. Yeah, my parrot. Um, she's often a bit naughty when we turn on the uh, recording equipment. So any peeps that you do here, that is Bonnie, Bonnie just making her contribution. <laughs> <laughs> so before we jump into today's episode, Beck has been away for the past week on her baby moon yep so my husband James and I went to the Blue Mountains for just a week um, but we just basically fudged around and read books and went to the coffee shop and that sounds like a good holiday though yeah we had like this loft type apartment for half of the trip which had like a gas fireplace mm. it was kind of cold outside so there was no like guilt around like not being outside well I feel like sometimes that is the problem with holidays like when you go on a beach holiday if you don't feel like going like swimming mm. then you feel like this internal guilt like I know I and should be look, out there doing it and you like look out at the view like if you have a view of the ocean where you are mm. you're like oh it looks so good it's like the perfect time of day to swim so then you gotta like go and swim you can't like fully veg yeah Whereas Sometimes if it's, like, really gloomy outside and it's kind of rainy and cold, there's, like, no obligation to be outside. Like, it's like I can just fully just, like, justify sitting here and doing nothing. Yeah. And reading or whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's basically what we did. We just went to nice restaurants. We went on a couple of walks, nothing major. There are a few nice walks to do. Uh, and you go and see all the cliffs and all that sort of mm. stuff through the Blue Mountains, but... Uh, we didn't take on anything like extreme. There were some really long hikes that you yeah. could do, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling out. Yeah, pretty much. And then I've been back for the last week. It like went really quickly and then mm. it's like back into the full pregnancy birth preparation yeah, stuff well, because yeah, I yeah. had the midwife appointment and then I had the antenatal class in the same week. Yeah. A lot of preparations. So yeah, and they're kind of two weeks now, so they're all ramping up in frequency. 
Um, which is fine because the midwife I'm seeing, Marlene, she's like really chill and really fun. Yeah. And like easygoing. So I think the last appointment was like an hour long and we're just chatting about stuff. Yeah. About the birth and I don't know. Like well, it's like putting stuff. together a birth plan now, isn't it? Yeah. So that's pretty much been that. I'm 32 weeks now, so it's not Ooh. long to go. Only a few weeks left. And we've got the baby shower coming up as well. Yeah. I've got to get onto that. Amy has to do. <laughs> we'll see how it goes and report back. Oh, it's like pressure. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could organize it because I just feel so weird about throwing a party, well, like, where I'm on... the center of attention. Yeah, I don't know. It's like whether you're a party person or not. Like, I like going to other people's parties, but, mm. like, there's something, yeah, always about, like, if it's your party. That just feels weird. <laughs> I think especially with baby showers because there's, like, a lot of pressure that there's got to be, like, games. And, like, the registry. Like, you make a registry, but you don't really want... Uh, you don't want to, like, be putting it out there, like, I expect gifts. No. But then pe- some people expect the registry because they want to know what to buy. Some people are offended by the registry because they think <laughs> you want them to buy. And it's like... I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just need to see everyone like before the baby comes so that, you know, this baby is not like a surprise for people who have not really (laughs) seen me much during the pregnancy. You just have a baby. I know. What? (laughs) Yeah. So all the relatives are coming to that because this will be the first grandchild like for everyone. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I'll kind of be glad when the baby shower's done though, just from like, like the pressure. Yeah. (laughs) you've like done your piece it's kind of like when you get married and you have to have the hens night yeah it's like this night where you have to kind of do it and it's fun but like the attention's on you and when it's over you're like thank god (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sure it'll Um, be fine anything new with you amy not really (laughs) i wish i had exciting news to report well Sort of. I mean, I finished my degree. Yeah, nearly. Well, that's a fairly big thing. <laughs> um, nearly finished. So yeah, I've been doing a degree in naturopathy for anybody who didn't already know. I don't really feel like I've ever announced that anywhere on our social media. Well, because it's always a bit hazy, isn't it, about mm. what you can and can't do under what flag. Yeah, so I've always been a bit hesitant about putting that out there. But now that I'm finishing up my degree... That should be something that I can put out there. Yeah, you never wanted to put it out there and sort of give people the impression that you were like a qualified naturopath. Yeah, no. Because you need to be joined up with the associations and blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't be fully qualified and... um, You just didn't want to get tangled up in it all. Yeah. I don't want to end up on a a current affair or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's all like becoming official now. So you'll be able to do like local consults and... Yeah, so you can keep an eye out for that. Um, That should be happening in the coming months. does take a little while for everything to process first and yeah. But I suppose we should jump into today's podcast topic. So yeah, we're going to be talking all about collagen peptides. So if you haven't heard of collagen peptides yet, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen like the vital proteins, collagen peptides and like all the cute different products, yeah, you haven't been on Instagram, obviously. (laughs) So yeah, so we know that there's two kind of top brands at the moment. So we've got the vital proteins, collagen peptides, and also the Great Lakes Mm -hmm. collagen peptides, which have been around for 
I feel like they've been around for a really they've long time. They've been around for ages, yeah. Um, I think way before collagen was cool, like it's probably yeah. what the GAPS community. community have been using for forever. Mm. Uh, and we have no affiliation with either of these brands. I think they're both good products. Yeah. Vital Proteins is definitely like more on the pulse with like all the cute different products. Oh yeah, they've got like... so many different ones out now. Now they've got like, I was just looking at their website. All the flavours. They've got like a matcha and collagen combination now. So like we all mm. know that matcha is super trendy right now as well. Yeah. I'd love to try that product, but it's not actually very easy to get a hold of Vital Proteins in Australia. Yeah. I can really only order off iHerb. There's probably some other places, but iHerb is like the best value that i've found on a lot of these kinds of products Mm. but yeah so there's a lot of exciting products out from vital proteins although i will say they tend to be a little bit pricier than Mm. the great lakes for you know the everyday use so yeah so what is collagen if anybody's wondering um so basically collagen is made from well collagen peptides are made from the collagen that we find in animal connective tissues Mm -hmm. bone and cartilage so that sounds kind of like gnarly. Yeah, that sounds a bit gnarly. Yeah. Well, but it's it the is. truth. That's the truth. And I suppose back in the day we used to eat more nose to tail, so we would get the benefits of some of this like gelatinous or cartilage yeah. parts of the animal by making like soups and stews and mm. uh, kind of getting in there and not wasting any of the animal. Uh, And that was really good for balancing out our amino acids and things. But yeah, these days we're just eating muscle meats, which don't have the same amino acid profile, I suppose you could say, as those more gelatinous cuts of meat. Mm. So maybe we should step back like slightly. So when we're talking about the amino acid profile, Mm. one of the ones in particular that's quite high in the muscle meats is methionine. Yeah. So the interesting thing about consuming things like collagen is they're higher in our proline, glycine. Mm. What else? Is it arginine as Um, well? And even glutamine as well. Glutamine. And that can actually help us to get a more balanced profile of amino acids and sort of detoxify Mm. methionine in particular. The effects of the methionine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people also ask what is the difference between gelatin and collagen peptides? So basically if we went from stage one and we had the collagen from like the raw collagen from the animal Mm. and we break that down, we get gelatin and gelatin is good for putting in like jelly. Yeah. For like making jellies or like putting in hot liquids. So like you put Mm. it in a soup. Um, but then when we break you gelatin, you can make marshmallows too. Yeah, you can also make marshmallows. Anything have, with that wobbly, wobbly texture. Yeah, we have a really good um, low sugar marshmallow recipe on our blog as well. Mm-hmm. So you can go and check so that one out. So you use gelatin for those kinds of things. Yeah. And then we've got the collagen peptides, which is a bit different again. So when we take the gelatin and we break it down even more, we get the collagen peptides. Mm. And it's basically a bunch of free amino acids and a few smaller peptides. And mm. they're really easy to absorb and digest. And that's kind of the difference. Yeah. So it realistically comes from the same source. It's just a different level of processing. Mm. And I think there's some sort of debates on either side. Some people, particularly in the GAPS community, do prefer gelatin. And they believe mm. that it's less processed and that it's more appropriate mm. for gut health. But then you'll find... <laughs> Uh, arguments on the other side that because the peptides are so readily absorbable without our body having to do any work on breaking those down that it's actually you know very beneficial for people as well Mm. so we're not really too fussed 
Um, well, for I us, think, it's really coming down to practicalities, like yeah. what you're mixing it with. Yeah. So collagen peptides, you can put it in anything. So you can put it in cold things as well. So the gelatin is only for hot liquids. Mm. Collagen peptides. Yeah. So is for ideally, cold. we would have like we have both. Yeah. So if I'm making jellies, obviously you can't make that with collagen peptides. Yeah. It that's the other work. thing. That doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. It has like completely different properties. Yeah. It doesn't gel. It doesn't gel. <laughs> Uh, it's just like a uh, if you haven't tried collagen peptides before they're just like a powder that dissolve yeah into liquid so you can have it in a cold smoothie you can have it even in cold water like that mm. um collagen water product from vital proteins yeah they do all sorts of like different flavored you know collagen peptides mm. to just mix with cold water um so i think they have like peach and watermelon and all these yeah. nice flavors and then yeah, you can pretty much put collagen into anything. Yeah, and it naturally doesn't tea. have any taste. I put it in cups of tea, it has no taste. Yeah, so it's yeah. really easy and versatile. Mm. So for us, it's just about what it's going into. Yeah, so maybe we'll move on to the benefits of collagen peptides. Mm-hmm. So the main things that it that we've heard that it helps with is hair, skin and nails. Yep. So we've done a little bit of digging as well into the research around collagen peptides and it's super duper interesting um, because a lot of those claims I suppose are backed up yeah like a lot of time I I thought it might just be mostly anecdotal stuff that yeah like I've definitely noticed when I take collagen that my nails have been really good yeah so but that was just my anecdotal yeah just like what you noticed <laughs> yeah yeah which is still like totally valid but um yeah I didn't really realize that there was much uh, research on this stuff yeah, because I was I was actually researching into nails, and they did a study mm. with women who were taking collagen peptides every day, and it was found a twelve percent increase nail growth rate, mm. and then forty two percent reduction in the frequency of broken nails, which is just like, there you go, super interesting and kind of funny that they did this study. Well, I would say, I mean. It sounds like kind of gross, but <laughs> I feel like my fingernails are really tough like toenails now that yeah, I take collagen. They're like talons. They just don't have any bend to them, like a, like a little bit, but not, yeah. not much bend yeah. or flex to them, which if you wear nail polish is really handy because it doesn't chip. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that half of the chipping of nail polish is weak fingernails, like yeah. that they bend. Oh, yeah, because they're bending when you're t- like grabbing things. And yeah, that's... then the polish cracks. Yeah. So... If the nails are stronger, <laughs> your nail polish lasts longer if you're into nail polish. Yeah. So that's just something I'd noticed. Yeah. Oh, that's really and there you go. What did they say again? 40... 42% reduction in the frequency of broken nails. So the nails are less brittle. Mm-hmm. There you go. Which is just very interesting. And yeah. And that's because, I guess, collagen protein like is what's forming all these things like our hair, skin mm. and nails. Yeah, it's like the building blocks. Mm. So all of the amino acid building blocks for yeah building good quality nails and hair. And skin. And skin. Yeah, the skin piece is actually really interesting too. So we know that skin contains up to 70% collagen and the collagen is there basically to give it strength and like elasticity. elasticity. Yeah. yeah. So the older we get, our collagen synthesis decreases, mm. particularly I was reading in menopause. So over the four years, or like the average four years of menopause, mm. collagen synthesis actually decreases by up to 30%. That's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's like to do with the <laughs> hormonal changes. I think that's the changes. point at which like your neck probably gets all not Yeah, 
<laughs> we don't have Creepy. like good neck jeans, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need a lot of collagen. Mm. <laughs> and that's not a reference to mum. That's a no, reference no. to the current feeling of my neck. Yeah. Because <laughs> mum listens to this podcast and she'll be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's to do with it's like, like the way. My skin feels like it. I just feel like that's a, that's a weak neck. point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point as well with collagen in the skin because I think when it comes to a lot of, like, feminine beauty products and things, there's a big emphasis on applying collagen Mm. externally. And now I'm not sure how effective that is, but I think I would think that consuming collagen would have to be more advantageous as well as the things Mm. that help our body to synthesize collagen, so vitamin C and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Because um, there's a few different ways that collagen peptides can support collagen production in our mm. skin. And I know that for some people it's like hard to believe in a way. Because mm. um, that like, is one of the criticisms. That yeah. Just because you're eating the collagen, is it actually boosting the collagen in your skin? Yeah. And the answer seems to be yes. According to the research, yeah, it was really yeah. interesting. So not only are you providing the building blocks for making collagen in your skin, so you're providing the amino acids that your body needs to actually build the collagen, Mm. but there are certain peptides in collagen peptides that directly stimulate fibroblasts in Mm -hmm. the skin. So fibroblasts are like our little collagen factories. Yeah. So it's like you're giving them the raw materials and then you're actually stimulating these certain cells to produce collagen. Mm. Did they say like... For how long that action lasted or how long it took? Um, I can't remember, but I think they did say that when you do take collagen peptides, it still resides in the skin for two weeks. Yeah. Which is interesting. pretty cool. Interesting. I mean, I have been consuming collagen, but maybe I should increase it now. Mm, I'm Because convinced. this is like very relevant as well in terms of like stretch marks. Yeah. Etc. Like... Yeah, you at 32 weeks I don't have any stretch marks yet, but from what I've gathered, it's more common for them to appear like really right towards the end mm. when you get really big. So maybe if I like load up on the collagen now, <laughs> it will give me a better chance of um, you know, preventing yeah. or reducing stretch marks. Well, it's the same with stretch marks. There's a lot of emphasis put on like the products that you use externally. Mm. Um, but if the problem is really internal yeah i try to eat a lot of vitamin c containing stuff because that's another part our fibroblasts also like vitamin c for collagen Mm. synthesis so yeah and the topical thing though that i have picked up Mm. is that strata mark oh yeah yeah because from what i understand when it comes to stretch marks what you want to do topically is mainly use something that is going to stop moisture escaping yeah so it's like giving that barrier and that's why i think a lot of women really rave about the bio oil Mm. because we know petroleum um, based products are going to even though they're like you know yucky and i don't want to use that i'm not using that Um, they're going to they're almost the most effective what would you call it i think they were calling them like occlusive agents yeah yeah they're the most occlusive agent almost by far yeah compared to like natural products like the cocoa Mm. uh, cocoa butter yeah and then the second part with collagen peptides actually while we're talking about skin hydration is that they actually also stimulate hyaluronic acid production in the skin Mm. so they reduce dryness of the skin like what there you go so (laughs) definitely gonna have to increase collagen (laughs) consumption 
Which has been hard because, well, I have no excuse actually because I could put it in the smoothie. Yeah. I just, for some reason, I, I always opt well, to put it into like hot stuff. Is like it because teas? like you end up putting a protein powder into a smoothie and, and then, then you I kind feel of... like it's protein with protein? Yeah. Because collagen peptides naturally are protein as well. Yeah. Like what these amino acids of Although you've got your bone broth protein. I mean, I'd have to look at exactly what's in that. I'd be interested as well. It'd have to be similar. It'd have to be some sort of collagen peptide type product, I would think. Yeah. Anyway, if you're pregnant and listening, I'd like to uh, know how you go if you incorporate the collagen peptides because, you know, there's all these different theories about what you should be doing Mm. to reduce stretch marks. And, I mean, I'd like to avoid them if I could. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know there's, like, a lot of... um, Well, so far, so good. You haven't had any... Yeah, I know there's like a lot of thing out there about like accept the stretch marks and wear them with pride and blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, mm, I think if I could skip them, that would be happy. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Yeah. Stretch so, marks. Aside from skin, collagen peptides are also really good for gut health, um, which we bang on about all the time because mm. it's so important. But yeah, collagen peptides can help to reduce leaky gut. So intestinal permeability. Yeah, which we talk about a lot on the blog and probably a few of these podcast episodes. Yeah. So you guys probably already get the gist. Mm. But basically, just like a really quick synopsis, Mm. because we have the tight junctions in our gut, they start to widen and become leaky, and then food particles go in and we don't want that. Well, yeah, it causes like widespread inflammation, can lead to autoimmunity can also show up in our skin as acne and all kinds of different mm. complaints or rashes, all that fun stuff. And leaky gut is like more common than you'd think. Yeah, a lot of people have leaky gut just because of the kind of lifestyle that we live these days. Mm. A lot of refined carbohydrates, refined foods, crappy oils, stress. And just stress, like even just stress, I think, can do it. Yeah. So I think it's something that we almost have to be looking after all the time even Mm. if we're eating a really good diet just being conscious of the things that help to like really support like a healthy gut lining Mm. so yeah collagen peptides awesome for that as well yeah and i think that's kind of like the main areas that i always think of oh we didn't Mm. really touch on hair too much but hair is kind of similar to nails yeah so Um, i couldn't find the exact studies that I am sure, like I am sure, I was telling Amy that I've read some stuff around the diameter of the hair follicle Mm. when people have taken collagen in these small studies. So I wouldn't really find that hard to believe given like with the nails as well that they see better growth and better Mm. strength that it would have a similar effect on our hair because our hair, as we know, is protein. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really like a great overall beauty and health supplement and then just like i'm just thinking in my brain there's other things as well like if you um i don't want to say post-surgery but um Mm. you know when you have damage to ligaments or um yeah just joint inflammation Mm. damage to that tissue yeah um, it can be good for repair yeah yeah and you did read a bit about that today as well that it was good for wound repair yeah wound healing Yeah, well, really, it's giving your body those uh, raw materials that we don't come across enough if we're purely eating muscle meats uh, and things like that. So Mm. So definitely something to start incorporating into your routine. And my tip would be that if you want to do it consistently, 
you have to get into the habit of making bone broth in the morning. Mm. Like it's just really good to just have it nailed in your morning routine. Like in the morning, I make a bone broth and then I put in a scoop of the collagen peptides Mm. and then it's like, I've done that. Yeah. And by the way, making the bone broth doesn't always mean making it from scratch because Amy and I are now addicted to that meadow Meadow marrow. marrow. You're still using that one, Yeah, I'm still using that one. Yeah, so if you're in Australia, you'll be able to find it in most health food stores. I mean, I can't speak for other states outside of Queensland, but I know Mm. in Queensland, I'm seeing it in pretty much all of the health food stores now. So they're these little jars of bone broth paste. Yeah. Uh, that you keep in your fridge and you just like whack a teaspoon into a cup of water and yeah you're good to go so it's something that you can like easily replace for tea or for tea if i say that sentence correct you can easily replace your tea with the bone broth yes (laughs) that's not to say that we're against making bone broth at home like if you're doing that then like props to you because it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's very stinky business like like you have to be prepared like that your whole Mm. living area is going to stink Mm. and which is kind of hard when you live in an apartment yeah like in a house chicken broth's not too bad i think chicken broth like at least smells like chicken soup yeah that smells yummy but the beef beef broth can be like quite intense one time i accidentally bought what i thought was beef bones and they turned out to be um pork bones Oh, the smell. (laughs) I actually like came, like I woke up that morning. I was like, what is that? Yeah. It smells like pig. Oh, no. That was a bit nasty. Yeah. So if you pop like an extra teaspoon of the collagen peptides into a bone Mm. broth in the morning, or uh, even if you put it into a tea, uh, it really doesn't change the flavor at all. Or, of course, you can go and um, try some of the different products, like at Vital Proteins. Mm. They've got the ones that you just mix straight into water, uh, especially if you like your water to taste a little bit like something, something. Yeah. Um, I don't mind plain water, but I know a lot of people like to, you know, put fruit and lime and mint and things in their water to keep it interesting. So you could also do that and you'd kind of be also with the benefits of collagen. Mm. All right. Just love to try this matcha collagen product. i'm just super interested (laughs) but yeah so there's lots of different products out on the market definitely go and give it a try Mm. and let us know what kind of results you guys see yeah but i think that's pretty much all for this podcast yeah Uh, we hope that you're like inspired to go and try some collagen incorporate it into your diet and see um, what results that you get and there'll probably be some some form of blog post up also on this topic. So whether it's up at the time that this podcast goes live, I'm not quite sure at this stage, (laughs) but it might be there. Nothing is sure at this time, I feel. I'm like particularly slack with the whole pregnancy and everything. Yeah. Oh, we've got a few videos lined up. We've got a few things lined up. So watch this space. Okay, well, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, please feel free to go over to iTunes and leave us with a review uh, and a rating, preferably a five-star rating. (laughs) And we will talk to you guys in our next podcast episode. Bye, Bye, guys.